Ooh, Hello, I'm Eagle right now. Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens one on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle episode three fifty five. Hopefully, you guys have had an amazing Tuesday. I've got an amazing guest for you tonight. I've got a ton of respect for this gentleman right here. This is a THC for PTSD. Todd, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing excellent. How you doing? Pretty damn good. You want to tell us uh, how you're going, how you're doing, and where they can find you tonight? Uh, I'm doing excellent tonight. Uh, like I do every night, I stay medicated and stay, you know, motivated. But you can find me on uh, Instagram THC for PTSD zero. My old account was deleted, uh, so I had to start a new one. So you follow me over on Instagram. Right on, right on. That's always a bummer when you some when you get that account uh, deleted, man. You put so much time into that shit, and then for one reason or another, uh, yeah. It can be taken away for they for any reason at all. They can decide to take it. I changed your name instead of iPhone, and I kind of put a dollar <laughs> sign instead of the four there. Oh, <laughs> it's that right quick. <laughs> so, uh, man, again, you know, I do have tons of respect for you and what you the good vibes you try to spend around the cannabis community, especially around the genesee county area man that can be a tough area you know <laughs> people definitely need to pick me up around that area so shout yeah. out to you for bringing it spreading it my friend well thank you i try to do what i can if what i do helps one person i did my job and me making my videos helps me so hey it's a win-win for everybody Uh, one other thing, I'd like to thank you for your service. On top of that, man, not just for the good vibes you spread around, but you know your service for our country as well. So thank you on all fronts, my friend. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So you know, I do. It's the, uh, this is on one of the unfair sides because usually I I I know well I know some about my my guests, but. You know, I, I, you probably don't even know this, but I actually know you through a friend of a friend. So I know a little bit about you, you and your path, but uh, I'd rather hear it right from, right from you, right from you to start there. You know, I know, well, basically what I know about you is, you know, your connection with Vehicle City. Uh, yeah. I have a friend of mine that uh, used to do a lot of my ink that I believe you're friends with, and that's uh, Chris. East, you're on uh, Snake and Dagger over there. Oh, yeah. Or Highway. Chris Johnson. He, he's, yeah, he's laid down some ink for me at one yeah. point or another. And that's he, when I first started doing this, I mean, uh, I mean, long ago, when I just started the, with the Michigan Bros Grove show, that project I had going at the time, he was like, You need to go check out my buddy. He's starting this club over there, Vehicle City. <laughs> And uh, so he was, you know, back when you first started, you know, into that project, he, you know, he was trying to make me aware of you back then. Yeah, that was so, almost five years ago. Ooh, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so I have, I, you know, I do 
just a tiny bit of your backstory, but usually we start off right off the get, no secrets hidden, you know, you can if you want, but I ask, my first question right off the bat is, when did cannabis come into your life? When was the first time you um, used this? Very first time that I smoked marijuana, cannabis, weed, the devil's lettuce, I was in seventh grade. Um, I, my couple of my friends had older brothers that were in high school and <laughs> they introduced it to us. And I mean, I didn't smoke a lot in seventh grade, but once I got into high school, I started smoking a lot more. And then when I went in the military, uh, I even, when I got to Germany, I even smoked hash in Germany. So I never really stopped smoking weed ever in my life. Maybe here or there, you know. Other than that, I've been smoking it most of my life, my entire life. Well, that's good news. You know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that as somebody that's kind of went down almost, well, without the military. I've been, once, you, once it entered my hands, it was stuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was stuck. I ain't going to lie to nobody. I've been using it. It's been a staple staple in my life forever i mean there's times that i didn't you know that i didn't smoke but when i did go back to smoking or just smoke with a friend here and there i'm like i felt so much better and then about 2015 i got rid of all prescription drugs you're like no cannabis that's what i'm using from now on nothing else right on man so i guess Tell me a little bit about some of that uh, overseas hash, man, because I've got appreciation of, like, just old-school hash, bubble hash, old Afghani pressed hash. uh, When I was in uh, Germany in the late 80s, the first hash that we got, it would, like, a chunk like this, and it was from the Turks, Turkish hash, but that, I mean... I'd only smoked basically brick weed up until then and then got some of that in Germany and that the highest I'd ever been in my life. I'm like, hell, I like this. And, you know, but I had a roommate that was a fuck up and kept getting pissed. So I was like, I can't smoke. They're going to, every time they piss him, they're going to want to piss me. So I laid off, you know, so I don't get in trouble. But, uh, yeah. And Afghani hash, that's, I mean, it comes right from the source. I mean, from the fields to the farmer to, man, it's good stuff. I wish I, I wish I could get some of my hands on some, on that right now. It's so much of a different high of any kind of the extracts, any of the extracts. I don't know. You know, some of this, you know, rosin and stuff we can get is it's tasty, but it's never the. The full it's, body high is that old kind of hand. Yeah, it's yeah. You, I don't know what it is they do their process, but whatever they do, they you know been doing it right for hundreds of years. I mean that's, a, that's been a staple in their tradition forever. So whatever they do, they need to come here to the states and teach somebody. We get do it ourselves. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I actually just made did a nice little wash myself. It made uh, some bubble hash, and when I make that bubble hash, it's in everything. I'm warming up a worm right now to throw in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, it gets 
everywhere. I was I was actually down in the your stomping grounds today. I'm I'm up in uh, northern Michigan, you know, okay. a little bit south of uh, Grayling there, and uh, but I was down uh, visiting my daughter down in uh, Flint today, and uh, stopped into Vehicle City and got some extracts. You know, I make my bubble, but I don't make no extracts. So when I'm in town, I usually pop in there and yeah. grab something today. What'd you pick up? Oh, man, I grabbed up. Let's see here. Oh, uh, the vendor, excuse me on the vendors. I'm sorry about that. But I grabbed some nice, uh, this is, what the hell is this? Oh, this is the cherry, cherry fritter, cherry which fritter. was really okay. pretty greasy. That was from the first gentleman on the corner to the right. He's usually in that same booth uh, yeah. all the time as you walk in. And that is uh, pretty good there. And then I grabbed uh, some some biscotti. Oh. Some uh, nice looking like, saucy type, you know, bags there. Really, really fruity smell smells really nice and then uh grab some uh fruit punch uh which was uh and i had some of that earlier man terrible light not even doing justice for this <laughs> this was super super tasty so all of it i enjoyed you know man very happy always, with my choices i always you gotta try everybody to see who's got you know sometimes people run them same strains and comes out totally different between each grower so i always got to try the locals out there you got to support the local guys anyways keep them in business i agree i agree they would we, we they they let us support the system and then they were so quick to cut out the fire yeah <laughs> yeah they're, you know i don't like to talk bad i mean i've yet to go into a dispensary and get fire. It's, it, you just can't find it. I mean, there, I said there's some agree. good stuff, but it's not fire. You get disappointed when you go in there and spend your hard-earned dollars and you get stuff that's like, man, what I what I spend my money on this for? Just disappoint you. Completely agree. Completely agree. So, you know, so when did cannabis actually move from, you know, like a recreational, you know, type experience to uh, a medical type experience for you? When um, was that uh, kind of change for it? Probably be late 2015. Um, got affiliated with some people that had a dispensary, was working with them, you know, learning the actual medical aspects of it. Plus I had got, cause I was on so many prescription drugs, pills. I got into some legal issues and I was like, you know what, when I'm not taking all these pills, I feel much better, but you know, I can't control my anxiety. So I, I mean, I went cold Turkey off everything and just started to smoke and eat edibles, dab. And it was, you know, from 2016 till now, it's the only prescription drugs I take. The VA prescribes me is a um, 
ibuprofen because I got pins and plates and bad back and all that stuff and vitamin D. That's that's all I take. And just smoke, eat edibles, dab. And uh, I can control my pain, my anxiety. You know, the pain never completely goes away. But I feel better smoking than I do taking, you know, a handful of Vicodin, which destroys your liver, you know, and just it's not good for you. You know, I you know that's one thing that I uh, I have multiple ways I respect the fight that you're on, my friend. Uh, one is that pharmaceutical battle. To be honest with you, you know I've had a lot of pharmaceutical connections take out a lot of family members, a lot yeah. of addiction to Vicodin and just anything they could get their hands on throughout anyway. the. And it's sad. It's it's killed almost all of them. So, yeah. you know, I'm all about the fight to try to keep people off, you know, pain medicine and just pharmaceutical medicines in general. But then, to be honest with you, uh, the PTSD fight, you know what I mean? And cannabis, that aspect is, well, I got respect for. Because, you know, I actually... This is true, man. It, up until I would say, well, what is it here? It's what twenty-one, probably eighteen. You know, I I had kids growing up, and as you see, a lot of kids growing up, they have it. And as yeah. an adult who had never really had experienced any of it, any kind of real bouts of anxiety, I kind of thought it was a little bit of bullshit. You know what I mean? And I hope I'm not offending you. Please hey, listen oh, no. to the rest of the stories here, man. I thought, you know, it's just the kid way we raised a lot of these kids. The You know, everybody wins. Everybody gets a trophy. I think that kind of played into a lot of the, you know, what they were calling anxiety. And it was, you know, I was, uh, basically, uh, some of these kids are just pussies. You know, can't deal with problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I seen the real aspect of it, you know what I mean? How it really affected kids. But then, moreover, I seen it affect my daughter firsthand after a car accident, you know, and that shit made it real, real, yeah, it's... you know, for me. And then at that point, you know, it was all years, all years about that. And, you know, even worse what you're talking about, the pharmaceutical aspects, I had watched it firsthand, you know, the brutal, you know, let's try this dose, let's try that dose, oh, this one isn't working, let's try this, up, down, up, down, and it shit's, you know, it's almost worse and more debilitating yeah. than the actual anxiety. And, you it's, know, I, I was like, there's got to be something. And what I did is I looked to people like you, I was like, how are the vets dealing with this? And that's how I went, man. Originally, it started with the CBD, and then I tried to encourage at least a little bit of one, one-to-one. one But, man, yeah. that shit's – I'm not afraid. I, I'm sure she's willing to admit it, too. But, man, that shit saved her life, man. Them, them, that scripts were going to – they yeah. were terrible. They were going to – we had some close calls, brother. We had yeah, close calls. Prescription drugs, I mean, they have their place. But, I mean, when I was on the, whatever, 13 different pills, I was at, like, 240 pounds. And now I'm at, like, 
182, like the, almost the same weight that I went in the military in 1987. All that prescription drugs, you know, they give you one, and then they got to give you another one to counteract the effects of this one. It just it puts weight on your body, destroys your, you know, your organs, and it's it's crazy. I, I was I was amazed when I quit. You know, it was a struggle. You know, you got to get weaned off, detox all that prescription drugs that you've been on for years. You know, your body wants to, you're sick, but once it's out of your system and you, you know, you get, you know, smoking or eating edibles and you get your dosages down, what you need, you know, it was, it was a big change in life that we, I mean, for the better. If I wouldn't, if I was still on all the prescription drugs, I more than likely, I'm pretty sure I'd be dead now. I was, you know, a walking zombie with all that stuff, you know. And even with all that stuff, I still have anger issues and rage. And when then when you're on prescription drugs, that rage just intensifies. And I'm like, let me get rid of that stuff. I don't need that stuff. You know, people, when I stopped all my pharmaceuticals, they're like, oh, you're smoking weed. You're still doing drugs. I'm like, whatever. You know, get educated. I'm like, look, people, you getting you people that do it recreationally just to get high well you're still getting the medical benefits of it i'm like oh i'm like yeah get anxiety from smoking i'm like yeah you probably did it's not the right strain for you it was probably sativa got your heart racing i'm like you know gotta find out what's right for you not everything's right for everybody you know You know, that's the other thing, too, that's always bummed me out about this cure for, you know, this relief. I shouldn't say it's a cure because it's in no way a cure. It's only a relief, you know, to be honest. And, yes. Uh, uh, I, got, I got squirreled there. <laughs> but uh, the cannabis, the cannabis. Um, but, you know, it is... A fight. The, the pharmaceutical drugs can be nasty, super nasty. What makes me mad is, you know, cannabis isn't an option for the vets right. coming back. That's where I squirreled off. In fact, they can get in trouble and lose benefits <coughs> for actually making a better choice. You know what I mean? And you know, it's it's sad. It's 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 fucking sad. It's, it, it's very sad. And like the thing that, like when I was growing up, and my friends, my dad that were vietnam veterans and they smoke weed you know and i'm like you know everybody was like oh they're just you know came back from war they're just potheads drug addicts well oh they smoke weed man marijuana whatever the cannabis because it helped them deal with the bullshit that they had to deal with when they were in vietnam you know and so they wouldn't go crazy and shit you know it's the same with veterans today i mean I'm going to say a good, bad, over 50%, 60% are using some type of cannabis or CBD when they get back. I mean, it's people, I know good friends of mine, you know, get messed up overseas and don't want to take the drugs and that they're prescribed by the military because they just give you whatever, you know, yep, take these, you know, and just want to smoke, just smoke a joint to make them feel better and get kicked out. And lose all their benefits that you know it's just ridiculous it's a it's a plant i mean 
a plant with multi, many, many uses, medicine, anything. It's just ridiculous that people, the government think, you know, don't want to give it to vet veterans or anybody that wants it. I agree. You know, I, here's the fact that I had learned uh, just recently, you know, it's, you know, I love the way I, you can learn things, cannabis that you can bring to cannabis that you kind of felt was right. You know what I mean? But couldn't directly make the correlation, you know, and boy, basically what I'm getting at is I find that, you know, growing the plant itself is all without even ingesting it. You know what I'm saying? Without even ingesting it, it's very therapeutical. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when I was listening to uh, some books on general gardening, because, you know, you can apply. That's the one thing I think that's always funny, too, about people in cannabis. They think that they have to study cannabis. You know what I mean? Cannabis growing in general, but it's grown much like any other plant you know yeah. if you're studying gardening you can apply a lot of the same techniques to the yeah. what you're doing. so i'm listening to a, a gardening book and uh they they said in 1973 they tried to go to the vets board and use you know a horticulture as uh, a cure for many things like you know uh, for you know stress and PTSD, even though it wasn't necessarily called that back then, uh, they were trying to use it for that and recovering alcoholics and drug addicts. They were trying to push it as you know a supplemental you know tool back then. And yeah. now, now we're finding out it works so well in cannabis. It's just, I just thought, what a fucking slap in the face. They knew of like a non pharmaceutical method way the fuck back then you know what i mean yeah and here we are trying to fucking take pills to this day when they know yeah, better well, than you. about basically it's about money if you made cannabis legal and people grew it themselves and they're treating themselves they don't need to go to the you know get all them pills all them companies will go out of business the government can't let that happen you know it's about money. That's one thing too. I've talked to some folks about. I mean, how? What are your? What's your thoughts on say like the medical versus uh, you know the approaching wreck market? That I don't know. I don't want to spoil my answer. Your answer. So what do you think about? It? I mean, I, I don't. I I try to tell people. I don't know why you want to be wreck anyways. Become med. You don't have to pay all them taxes. But it, I have where I live, I have one, two, three, four wreck, or they're med and wreck. And them places are just jam packed every day with wreck patients, and they're spending, you know, hundreds of dollars. I'm like, you know, it, and the med patients are going in there and buying the same stuff and paying less, and they don't get that, you know, extra tax and. I'm like, med patients, you got more safety, you know, under the law, under Michigan law, not federal law, but Michigan law. Rec, you know, you're kind of out there 
with your ass hanging in the wind, it's on you. pretty much on your own. You don't have anything to, behind you other than the rec law. You know, with medical med patients, oh, a doctor prescribed this, you know, a doctor's going to go to court with you and explain things, you know, if needed. I don't know if that answered your question or not, but. Much, pretty much. You know, the way I feel the same way. I, I'm constantly pushing, you need to keep that medical card. You yeah. need to keep that medical card for many reasons. You know, work, protection at work. You know what I mean? That's I don't think a lot of people have realized that, you know, the difference. You get hurt on a job these days with it being wrecked. You can be treated as like an intoxication. You're right. Just like, you know, you were drinking. You get hurt on the job and you have a medical card. Well, guess what? You have medicine in your system and you have yeah. plenty of right to fucking keep your job and fight, fight, fight. Well, well if you don't have that and you've got it in your system, well, you, you, you're risking it a lot. Yeah. And for well, one, that's like, uh, not, when I was still in the military in the Michigan National Guard, I got, um, got my medical card and had them put it in my medical records. And they were like, the day that they were putting in my medical records, they're like, if you need a medical marijuana card because you're in so much pain, you shouldn't be in the military. And I was like, exactly. I shouldn't be in the military, but yet we're getting ready to deploy overseas again. And you guys don't really care. So like when we got back, I never worried about like, oh, they're going to drug test me. Fine. I got my medical card. I'm like, I don't work for the federal government. I work for the Michigan and it's legal in Michigan. So I was like, you ain't getting me. I'm, this is Michigan. I can have my medical card and I want it in my medical records for all the enough to be known. I well, think I almost think. Sorry, my friend. I didn't oh, mean to touch you right. off. Oh, no, you're good. I was just going to say that I almost think that the, the massive push. As much as I like to see, you know, cannabis move forward, you know, it being legal from coast to coast, I almost think that uh, the pharmaceutical market has a lot of push in that just to kind of quiet the medicine aspect of it. You know what I mean? Because they don't want us fighting on that front. If they, 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 if they can shut us up on the medical side, then they can put their money into rec. They can keep people addicted to their their poison, and then they can still put their money into the rec market and kind of cash in on yeah, both they, sides. They're getting both sides. Oh, this guy's still taking our prescription pills every day. It's ten pills, but he's still going to our recreational dispensary and spending two hundred dollars a day. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. Go to the dispensary couple times a week and spend a couple hundred i'm like are you guys made of money i'm like i the money that i do make i enjoy keeping it i'm not gonna go and spend whatever eighty dollars for a quarter when we know we can go places like vehicle city and get it for half of that and better quality i mean i'm like it's I'd rather have the, you know, the better quality, actually know the person that grew the, what I'm smoking, that took pride in their work, 
And there's still some people out there that are just in it for the money. And, you know, you know them people. You can tell by what they grow, their quality of product. Sadly, that is true. You know, and I've seen that. I've been in a lot of those clubs, you know, throughout the guys. Them are always the guys that are walking back and forth, you know, pacing, looking at their watch. Pretty much are you either... You're either buying or you can just stop. You know what right. I mean? It's, yeah. It's always braced my heart. I've always enjoyed the guys that, you know, here, smell it. No, no, smell it. You know, they don't even want you to walk away before you at least, you know, yeah. tried to smell it or take took a look of what they've got. They're proud of what's there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Look, look at this. You know, sometimes when they do that, you look at that and get that smell and be like, damn, this, hey, this is pretty good. Let me get, let me look at this a little more, you know, but you got them other ones. They can just, they don't care, you know, oh, you don't no, you don't want to go, go to the next person. I'm like, look, I just want to look. I'm like, I'm not spending my money with the first person I look at. I'm like, you're not just like buying a car. You're not, I look at this when I'm buying it. I want to look and see what everybody's got. You know, if I when I go to them places, it's not like I'm just purchasing one thing. I'm going there to get multiple things from multiple people, get a variety. You know, why would I want to buy the same flower from the same person every time I went in some place? Well, then you never know what what other people have, what other good strains are out there. I enjoy trying other people's meds. If it's you know good, good grower. I enjoy it, and I love to get feedback on it. You know, and I'll be honest with them. Like, there's a commercial girl around the corner from my house that they they come over, hang out with me. He's a veteran, and he'll bring me flour that they grow in that commercial grow. And I, I've told him, I'm like, look, I understand you're their head, their master grower, head grower, everything, and you have to do what they say. I said, but you don't even buy this stuff to smoke why would you give it to me to smoke if you're going to the clubs and getting it not getting it from the dispensary that you grow for you don't want to smoke your own product why do i why what makes you think i want to smoke it if you're not going to smoke it and that's a commercial grow you almost made me feel bad that well i to be let's be quite clear here I wasn't in the club, baby. As a caregiver, I was only in the club today getting oh, dabbles, yeah. products oh, yeah. that I don't make. I, I make bubble hash and you know, other things, but, you know, I I got to draw the line at somewhere, you know. Yeah. Being a full-time caregiver, you know, you, you're the you're the play, transplanter, you're the water, you're the trimmer, you're, you're everything, and, you know, you can only... I can't tie. I I don't have time to, you know, do heavy, heavy bubble. I'm happy with my bubble, you know, rosin, sauce. I'll go to Beautiful City where I can pick some up, yeah. you know, some yeah. good stuff. For Save me the care, time. I take, I applaud them caregivers. It's the caregivers that really care, that do it all. They make their, you know, they grow it. They extract it, they make their edibles, they do everything. I'm like, them guys kick ass. And then they go and sit in the clubs for six to eight hours a day to take care of the patients. You know, them are the one. I mean, they're the ones that are about the community and taking care of it. You know, they're about 
they're more of a craft growers. You know, they're not huge growers. They do everything and everything is pretty good from all of them. If you know, they take pride in their work. That's what, you know, that's what I'm afraid that we're going to spin out of control, especially with fucking high times. High times is the perfect example of the fucking clusterfuck that's coming. And that's for yeah. real. That that latest announcement. And again, I should, I have one daughter, one of my daughters that does work for high times. And now I'm almost like, eh, eh. You know what I mean? And I see what, another guy that works there today. And um, I was like, fuck it. He's like, yeah, you know, we were talking about events, coming up events. And he's like, yeah, you know, High Times is going to be here 420. And I'm like, yeah, fuck High Times. And that fucking nobody can, you know, you have yeah. to be some big wreck grower to fucking enter. You know what else I heard today? It Which kind of disgusted me a little bit. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it'll make it more honest. Well, I don't. I can't say that. More honest, because I was a judge for, for high times on a couple of events, yeah. and I felt that it was honest play. My vote. Well, I felt yeah. my vote was, you know, discreet and honest. You know, I the way things were presented to me, I couldn't really, you know, go. Oh, this was you know for girlies. You know, you know what I mean. I couldn't just distinguish one from the other. You know what I mean. So I felt it was a very fair process. But this time around, I was told that uh, no more could were the judges picked, you know what I mean, selected. You, you, could buy, you could buy your judging kit. You just go yeah. up and you know, pay a certain amount of money and you can buy a kit and fucking now you're a judge. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And so with that being said, what's, what's the stop? What's stopped about here? Here's my employees. Go get kids, guys. Go get kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I have one company buy up a bunch of judge kits, and of course, they're going to know what's theirs. So, like, yeah, you vote for this one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a joke. It's, I hate to say it. It's a money, it's a money grab for them, really. I mean, because the the growers are paying them to put their product in, and they have to give them product so that they can make judge kits. Well, so then High Times is turning around and selling the judge kits that the product that they got for free. I'm like, it doesn't seem fair to me. For the you I know, never even considered that aspect of it. Do you? They pay the high dollar to even get in. And then they turn around and make money off the entries yeah. like that. I never even considered that. Aspect. Yeah, you, you paid them to put your stuff in there, and then they're turning around and selling it as a judge kit and making whatever, how much money they're going to make, how many judge kits they're going to sell. I mean, the last time I judged, I judged uh, Indica Flower, and I had, it was over 40 different samples that I had to you know judge. And I can only imagine now that it's going to be bigger. I'm like, especially with the hybrid category. Hybrids, there's going to be a ton of them. You know, people entering hot, you know, pretty much everything's a hybrid nowadays. But yeah, you know, yep. Paying, like when they still had the events at Auto City, 
you know, you paid a thousand dollars for your booth. Well, then you got a discount on if you wanted to enter, which would cost you 500 bucks to enter one thing. If you wanted to enter a flower, well, if you wanted to enter, you know, concentrate, it cost you more money. So, you know, some of them vendors were paying, you know, three, four thousand dollars just in entries. I mean, like, plus the product that at that time high times was just given away to the judge for judges now they're doubling up on it just doesn't seem oh, fair let's to not forget the mandatory swag the mandatory yeah. swag for every booth so high times looks good about all the freebies that were given away that day yeah Can't forget about that Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, some of that stuff they give away for free, is, you know, didn't last long. Fall apart on you. Bags, frisbees, yeah. and umbrellas, and whatever else they could figure out to mass produce. Lanyards. Everybody had a lanyard. I mean, that was probably the cheapest thing to get made, probably. That was a good cup, by the way. You know, that was the year what White Cleef John played. And that was, yeah. uh, I was, you know, I didn't think that was, I, I kind of, oh, again, I always think we got to get, you know, fucked a little bit on the musical guests here in fucking Michigan when it comes yeah. to the high times. We had some decent ones, but you look across the country and they, They've nailed but yeah. White Cliff John. I didn't think that was going to be, that was one right there. I was like, yeah, you know, but man, that turned out to be, I've actually still got pictures on this computer of that night. Yeah, Fuck I was. This turned out to be an awesome night. Yeah, I got pictures uh, from that cup uh, of him because he came right out into the crowd, jumped the barrier and was out there yeah. uh, with, with everybody right in the crowd. I'm like that was probably what I mean. That was the first Michigan, well, first Michigan Cup at, at Outer City, but uh, I, that was probably the best cup. I mean, was because it was the first one, wasn't as big. I mean, it was packed. There was tons of people there, but uh, the music was probably the was the best. Everything about that night, I, like I said, I've still got pictures. You know, it'd probably take me just a few minutes. Probably, you know, I won't go there. I'll pull up that <laughs> night. It was picturesque, man. It was, man. It had that like orange sky, all the lanterns going off, and White Cliff, like you said, coming out. I've got videos from that night, and again, you and I both know we were there. It couldn't have been maybe two, three hundred tops. I mean, that's tops there yeah. as you know throughout the peak and i've got pictures well i throughout i will wonder at some i'm like right up there close to the stage we're close right close to him when he's out there and then i've got ones that were like more from the start you know what i right. mean when i'm like standing back against the the racetrack wall and you know it was set down in there so yeah i'm sitting there with my my phone and you can just see the fucking smoke just whoosh, I mean, it's literally, it needs just like little things of smoke. It's like one white cloud just lifting off the crowd. Like everybody's exhaling at once. It's just, woof, woof. And it's just fun to watch. You knew, you knew fucking people were doing down. But that was, that was a fucking awesome, awesome day, man. 
There, yeah, it was. That was a that was a good one. I mean, they all have been fairly good, but you know, like you said, some of our musical uh, <laughs> wasn't the greatest. I mean, I, I guess people like Melissa Etheridge. I don't know. I don't. I mean, what? That was one. Like, man, why? Nobody that's really in the there's older people in the community. You want, you know, a few people probably like that, but a majority of the community don't want to see that, you know. And you, <clears throat> you know, I, you know, and I'm, I guess I can say this because I'm going to eat it towards the end of the story a little bit, okay? But <laughs> I was, I, I was right there with you on that one. I was fucking. You know, ready to I'm I'm fucking sitting there. I've got my ticket, my digital tickets in the cart, you know what I mean? And I am patiently waiting for high times to announce the musical guest. You know, it's like hours away. And they they announce Melissa Etheridge. And I'm like, cause I'm like, mother, and I'm fucking pissed, man. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> and I, they put up like a picture of it. I'm like, Ozzy Osbourne, hell yeah. <laughs> and it was like a bad, bad picture. <laughs> and I went on, I actually went on and on a little bit on their page about that shit. And I was a judge that year. And I got to thinking about that shit. I'm like, Holy shit, man. I hope they fucking don't realize I'm fucking talking smack <laughs> on their page. And I'm a fucking judge. But they, they seem to never take any toll. But you know what? I was surprised, you know, again, not a Melissa Etheridge fan per se, but I give her a little bit of credit because, you know, all in all, she put on a decent yeah. show. And what I was amazed about it was she was the one man team, and she like I mean she would get things going and kind of create that loop and then play the guitar, and as yeah. you know for a musician, a one man person or one lady per you know band, eh, it wasn't a bad show was, for all that. But it, for all that, that I mean I talked a lot of shit too. It wasn't that bad. I was like I was like hey this isn't bad. I'm like, not that I would ever pay to go see her, but hey, I'm here. It's not bad. Can deal with it. Yeah. So I did give up, you know what I did? I ate it a little bit in the end. It wasn't horrible, but you know, it wasn't what I might have been my first pick, but it was a decent show. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, I mean, they really I mean, they've had good performers, but Nothing that I mean, I shouldn't say a lot of people want to see him, but not the ones that I'd want to see. I mean, like, yeah, I, I like rap, I listen to all the t- genres of music, but man, give us some rock and roll, something like, and they don't. I mean, rap, rap, rap. No, man, we need some rock and roll. Like, we're from Michigan, I mean, like Bob Seeger, Kid Rock, I mean, Grand Funk Railroad, somebody. Somebody should want to perform. They, they teased us one year with uh, the the possibility of Kid Rock coming. Yeah, I remember and that. I was hoping like crazy Kid Rock would have been fucking a good time. Yeah, it would have been. We didn't get it. Hey. I, 
That could have even been the Melissa Etheridge year, to be honest with you, because I, I might that might even have been in the comparison list because I can see that you know the long blonde what? hair, me saying something like Kid Rock looks like shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I can I can honestly see that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, that could have been that year, to be honest with you. Because they were talking like it was a possibility. It would have been nice. I, I don't I don't see us having another high times event like we used to have. I mean, it'd be nice, not for the community to get out. I mean, but I don't see it happening. I see a lot of smaller events happening here, and then you know coming up, and then this this spring, this summer, and the fall, like. I see a lot of little events popping up and I'm hoping. Well, I shouldn't say hope. I know there is a couple of 420 events coming up. One's actually a big 420 event. I've heard rumors. Uh, I've heard some rumors of some pretty good ones happening myself. I know I'm attending. I'm, I'm going to be attending at least. I'm going to be I'm going to be attending one. That's gonna be in southern Michigan for two days of a, a two day event. Be uh should be very interesting. We may just see each other there. We may just see each other there. Probably. We're <laughs> well uh we'll be out well, I don't know how much I'll be at the booth. I don't know how much I'll be helping the guys Ben, but I'll be there doing something. I always go. I always show up at the events with the guys, and you know, hang out, get them all set up. Then I go out, walk around, unless, unless you know, when first get there, I'm like, well, everybody come by. Then I'm gonna go out and see the people that I know. But I'm ready for events, and I, I heard that there's gonna be a secret sesh, Michigan. They don't have the, uh, well, now that it's actually a licensed, I don't know, company, entity, or whatever it is, Secret Science Michigan, that they'll be able to have licensed events, which I don't know how that would work, you know, if it's a licensed event, what, dispensaries, you know, the only ones be able to go and vend? Well, I don't want dispensary meds. I want caregiver meds. I want the good stuff. I just want to be able to go to events and hang out with like-minded individuals, family, friends, meet new people, and just have a good time. I ain't never, in my whole going to cannabis events, I've never seen a fight at a cannabis event. No arguments, no nothing. It's a wonderful thing. You know, we have some, I think we have more than most states here, man. We do have, we love our cannabis events here in Michigan, you know. I'm just yeah. hoping, you know, we've had, uh, like, like I said, I'm up here in northern Michigan. And we've had, you know, last couple of years, we've tried to, you know, kick off, uh, like, camping events. I was talking about that uh, this morning. 
I'm fucking. I've been to a couple of the Bigfoot lines there. Yeah. And, uh, Lorene or Lazarine, I always mess that shit up. Right, yeah, like, uh, wherever. They, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's fucking such an awesome atmosphere. In the middle of fucking nowhere. And I'm, I'm very much on record as saying, man, I honestly thought, and what a fucking cool idea to just be able to rent a fucking pretty much camp spot for the fucking same price you're pretty much going to park it. You know what I mean? Drive right into your crash spot, basically, if right. you need it. <laughs> Fucking, and it was the cool part to, you know, go hang out, do whatever, and then just be able to go back to your ride, your tent, your whatever, hang out and fucking eat a sandwich, do whatever, hang out with new friends, with not, yeah. you know, in the you know, music zone. But when it, after they, you know, it got dark after the fire dance, you know, all that, you know, when people kind of gravitated back to the campgrounds with the fucking fires going and you, every fucking lot burning down and you could hear people just having a genuine, you know, connection and good time that was fucking awesome that's what it's about right there man all about that vibe getting that good vibe going and then when you get that vibe going with a few people it just spreads to everybody else and then everybody can just enjoy it it's overdue man i've this last couple days is 60 70 degrees talking to cups just less than a month away now and I'm fucking, I've got cannabis fever so bad, so bad to be honest with you. Yeah, it's anything. Just give us, give us something that we can, you know, come together as a community, you know, because it's been too long. I mean, it's been a long time. It, you know, having the, you know, at Vehicle City, you know, having Sapo sessions, you can't have them, you know, with all this stuff. Get them going, you know. He is having them once a month. That was a good time, you know. Something yeah, to bring to you. You know what? I actually had a good why what give shout out to Sasbo, man. I actually had a pretty cool, like multi-generational like event like there not so long ago. And I thought it was like really cool the way it played out. It was um fucking uh I had my daughter's boyfriend was there Halloween night was one of the bands playing there and I had never got to see him. He's a bass player and he had just happened to be filling in with another band there. So I got to fucking go down, hang out with my daughter and then fucking go see her boyfriend you know, love her life currently, maybe forever. Who knows how that works out? Very cool guy, nonetheless. You know what I mean? Right. And fucking sit down with her, be able to smoke at an event, be able to see him rock out on fucking stage. You know what I mean? I thought that was cool as shit. I love being, you know, be able to smoke with my daughter, but be able to do it public and, you know, be, see her right. so proud. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was a fucking awesome night, man. I stocked up on some awesome fucking edibles, man. We had fucking... It was a great night, man. It was rushed home for the show. Rushed home to do this. Still made it in time. You know, actually, I fucking... I, I started the show from there, to be honest with you. <laughs> because I went to... 
I had Smiley's Gardens was backing me up that night so I could go down and spend some time with my oldest daughter and make that happen. And I went in the bathroom and I'm like talking to my other daughter who's in chat right now, Lexi. I, I, I'm like talking her through the Zoom you know what I mean? Do this, do that, you know, let Smiley in, let the gust in, hit the live button. And, you know, uh, I, we're all good. Cool. And fucking uh, hang up with her and I like check out the you know, YouTube and it's on and then I go right back to hanging out with my daughter and fucking having a good time. And it was, it was all in all a fucking awesome night, man. Vehicle City, they do, uh, when they have their events, they, uh, they do. They do some good ones. I've, uh, yeah, I miss those events. Not just not. I shouldn't say the events. I miss the people. Because I, I mean, the events to get everybody together. But it's more about seeing people that you haven't seen. The only time you get to see them is at an event. You know which. When we have the events, you get to see people at least once a month. Well, now it's been over a year since people have been able to really get together at an event. Hopefully that all ends soon. Uh, real soon. Wow, we both know it. It's days <laughs> away. It's days away before we get to go hang out. I'm stoked. Me so, too. Uh, let, you are... Uh, do you grow? I mean, can you tell me about a little bit about some growing? Uh, you um, want to talk about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't grow any longer because where I live at, I mean, I grow outdoors, but that's growing outdoors is totally different than indoors. But uh, I used to grow. Um, I do. I mean, I do miss it. I, I mean, it's a pain in the butt, but you know, it was very thick. I mean, because you know, I. I used to go start my day in the morning, going to the grow, you know, water, fucking leaves, clean, you know, doing whatever. And that, that was therapeutic. I'm in a room, just me and plants, fans blowing, no one to bother me, you know, listen to some music, you know, plants love the music. They might not particularly care for what I was listening to at the time, but uh, I'd make them, I'd force them to listen to it, but it, it's very therapeutic. I mean, Growing, you know, there's master growers out there, you know, but if you're a grower, you're always, you know, on that learning curve. You you know, your plants can take a turn for, you know, overnight. You might not have a bug in your room. Next morning you come in, you got some bugs, you know, so you're always learning something. You're never a master at growing per se. I mean, there's every... Every strain's different. Every you know, like every strain grows different. You know, it's just it's it's a job, but it's therapeutic and you know it's very enjoyable. I I know a I'm not I'm not sure exactly what his age is. I met him a couple years ago. He's in his seventies, and he grows. He doesn't smoke. But he grows just because he likes to grow and it, he enjoys how the plant grows and it's therapeutic to him. So he grows just to grow. And, you know, every once in a while he'd be like, hey, I, you know, I want to come bring you some stuff that I grew. You know, and I'm like, 
you grow this? And, you know, he's like, yeah, I've never smoked in my life. Just I like to grow. Michigan could grow marijuana. I seen it one time. I figured I should grow it. It looked pretty. I'm like, well, you do an awesome job. Keep it up. He's like, huh? Going to do it till I die. Like, well, perfect. Hope we don't die anytime soon, but keep up the good work. And just like him, he's like, you know, he's, wow, two or three-year-old grower. He's still, I mean, learns, you know, on that learning curve, you know. That, that's another reason why I don't grow. I mean, right now, if I had a place to grow, I would grow. Not a lot of plants, just enough therapeutically that I can go in and maintain it, you know, in two or three hours in a day. You know, and not it's not going to produce enough for me to you know have some smoke extra smoke around, but I would just do it, get back into it for the therapeutic aspect. You know, it's my time, my space. No one mess with me. You know, you know, just you, you know, listen to some music, get in your head, think you know, think about you ain't not about bad things, just getting you know the good things and plants put you know put off that good energy just absorb that stuff and you know when i used to walk out of the grow i'd be so much happier i'd be like you know man i can't can't wait to be back but then you know i'm still gonna complain i'm like man gotta be back there tomorrow to do that but once you get in there it's just like yeah all right this ain't too bad i'm enjoying this So what are you smoking on tonight, man? You've been smoking uh, if I had it, it's I know it's gonna be something good. What you got over there? I am smoking on some ice cream cake. Um it is actually we have in our the people that we grow, my friends that grow, <clears throat> they have, we have two different phenos of ice cream cake ice cream cake. This one I'm pretty sure is the uh, Black Sheep Farms out of California. They're cut um, about uh, two, maybe three years ago. They came uh, to Michigan and did a class in Ann Arbor for two days on growing and had some uh, uh, bug people. I don't know what they're actual, what they do, microbiologists or whatever teaching about living soil and all this stuff. And the people that went to this class paid, I went, but I didn't pay no money. I got invited because they liked what I do, but uh, $2,500 for a two day class. And they got 50 clones. So I went, they were like, what clones do you want? I'm like, I don't want all that. You know, we got an ice cream cake and uh, a Sunday driver. So that's what, Right now, ice cream cake, I smoke a lot of, and I wish, and once we get it in, I'm going to have to get with you to get you some, um, our Gogurt, which that's a, it's not a heavy high, like ice cream cake is a heavy high, ice cream, our Gogurt is like that, that's, you can smoke it all day if you had it, could afford it to smoke it all day, it's just that nice, smooth, mellow high, you're just, you know, just that perfect mellow. And I, I can't do any of that sativa stuff. I don't like to be bouncing off no walls. Sorry, I had myself muted there. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, uh, 
that's you know that's that that doesn't surprise me i guess because it is pretty much to each their own that's another thing that i like about the club atmosphere versus you know the provisioning center type shit is you know you your body fucking tells you you know what i mean it's not necessarily eventually as you learn you know sativa indica you know but sometimes your nose tells you you know what i mean you just get it yeah. from the, the jar right off the nose mm. It isn't about necessarily about the THC content or whatever. Sometimes it is that lighter one. But the, the, the sativa surprises me because I've had a lot of patients over the years that uh, that same raciness that fucking will give me fucking anxiety almost works for them, like almost like a Ritalin sometimes. Like it yeah. just like burns it right the fuck out of them. And they're like, yeah, that's the one for me. Um, but, you know, it is to each their own type thing. The only sativa, which Blue Dream is a true, if you get the real Blue Dream, it's a sativa. Um, there used to be a gentleman in Genesee County that had the Blue Dream right from California. Um, when I got that from him, you know, I was like, because everybody said, oh, you'll, I'm like, I don't like sativas. Now, Blue Dream, the actual real deal Blue Dream, worked like the total opposite for me. And I was like, I liked it, but then, you know, okay, I went and got Blue Dream from someone else, and it's a straight, you know, whoa, nope, I can't do this. So, you know, it's everybody's body reacts different to each strain. Or should, technically. Did it again. With that being said, <laughs> Uh, is there some in particular strains that uh, <laughs> that uh, you know help with you find that do help with you know pains or you know PTSD? PTSD. Um, I always fuck that up. I uh, in, in general, if if I can get it, um, which I don't know if you got if you're familiar with Seed Pack, they're a breeder seed company here in Michigan. You probably know them. Um, they bred a, a strain, particularly for veterans. It's called Chaos, and uh, another one called Chaos Ghost. They're crosses. Um, them right there, and I I'll say this to this day. I mean, it doesn't come around much, but when it does, I make sure I get it. It's I don't even how to. I, the only way I can explain the effects of it is euphoric. Like you're just, it's you're ha happy as can be. You know, I, the first time I shared it with people, they were like, and there was like five or six of us and they were like, man, what's this? And I told them and everybody wanted it at that time, but it's hard to come by now. I did. I do have some seeds of it that I need to get to some to some of our growers so they can start growing it again. So with that being said, too, because, you know, I am a mes proud Michigander as well, Michigan engineer. You want to shout out some of your favorite um, breeders, local breeders, maybe some, uh, you know, some of your favorite growers that are around, you know, no harm in that. Yeah. Man. I got no yeah. problems with corms, you know, Prime giving people props. 
my favorite breeder and grower right now um and is uh uh seven ten savant sean he uh i mean multiple cup winner now he's gonna have a commercial grow he uh his everything that he grows and it, it's always top notch he puts his heart and soul into all of it even into his extracts and i actually i have some of his extracts which the lighting in here is terrible too and uh that's some of the the ice cream cake that we had that i got from black sheep farms he is going to be growing that cut in his commercial grow when they get up and running Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I know who 710 is uh, yeah. as well. I've uh, met him a few times around in the, in Vehicle City and as well as uh, Funny Connection. One of the same uh, daughters there uh, hangs out with uh, what, or she was kind of hitched to, whatever you want to say, uh, to another, that works a lot with, uh, Sean or 710 there. Uh, they, uh, Ahab on uh, Instagram oh. or uh, Josh. He takes a lot of pictures. Hangs yeah. out quite a bit there. But I can't think of what his name yeah, is. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm, he's made me aware of uh, 710 now for quite a bit. And I've had uh, tried a lot of his work too. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I mean, his commercial grow, it, it's built, things are going, just no product into the system, but every, I mean, I've been in a lot of commercial grows, and it's a big room with hundreds of plants. Well, their commercial grow, they have small rooms, they're only doing 24 plant rooms, so you still get that craft, that quality that he's always have. He's still you're still gonna get it in the commercial grow. He's not gonna have, you know, five hundred plants in a room trying to take care of them. They have multiple twenty-four plant grow, you know, rooms. So you you know, much more manageable for a person to take care of. Well you get that nice quality med still that we came to love and enjoy. Yeah, it's it's nice to support some of the local guys for sure. Absolutely, I try, I try to. I mean, support as much local people as I can. Even I shouldn't just say local here in Michigan. I, you know, like there's wow, a lot of the good growers. I mean, they're still out there, but they worked for a lot of the dispensaries that are you know no longer open because of the, you know the laws. Um, so you don't get their product anymore. Like Herbal Solutions and Ypsilanti, they used to have some amazing extracts from loyalty extracts. Well, they once they got shut down, that all that stuff just went. You know, I supported them. I still there's like Native Made out of Detroit for their edibles. If you're in Detroit, that's Native Made. They uh. Oh man, pineapple upside down cake she makes is amazing. See, now I want one of them. I have to make it a trip to Detroit. 
Yeah, it's definitely a lot of good edibles, man. I enjoy some edibles, man. I always get... That's another thing I grab when I'm down there, too, because, uh, like I said, you got to draw a line somewhere. Can't fucking be... Can't be here fucking making extracts and fucking trimming and making fucking awesome edibles and shit. But, man, I do love them, man. Every time I go down, I make sure I grab someone at down there. Because, man, I just love that buzz, man. Uh, I've been eating up. It's the oil for the joints, man. It's the oil for the joints. I've been eating a lot of uh, Gob Farms Hot Mama Medibles. They make this, uh, they call it a churro mix. Like, it's a churro Chex mix. Checks with cinnamon and yeah, I don't know what's in it, but that stuff is it's just amazing. It's so amazing that I find myself when I get it and I open it up because it come you know it comes in a tub. I don't know how much is actually in there, and they're like hundred milligrams. But I'll eat that whole thing. And be like, man, did I just do that? And like, because it tastes so good. I mean, you know. I mean, you get, I, some, sometimes I can taste the medicine, and I don't mind tasting the medicine as long as it's not too overpowering. At least I know I, there's medicine in it. But this stuff just, the flavor is so amazing. You just sit down and eat it all at once. And it messes you up. I don't know. My body does. I love edibles, but my body at 100 milligrams, it says you better not take any more edibles into your system or we're going to sleep for like 14 hours. So I, I have to I have to watch the edibles. I fucking uh, we were at uh, Clio Cultivation. I am you know that's the one thing man, that the, I hit both of them this last year. The ones he had, yeah, I had uh, fucking good times, man. The second one for me was a little bit better than the first, just because it the way it played out with friends that came. You know what I mean? There's a few of us that showed up uh, from that watched the show and shit that weren't uh, medical patients, so they had to wait outside. You know what I mean? Why a lot of us were in the tent going, you know what I mean? But second time around, we were a little bit more coordinated. There's a few more of them, so we had a group inside, outside, you know what I mean? It made it a lot. It was fucking, we had a good time for a free event. Man, it, it rivaled, in my opinion and their opinion, high times any day, any day. Oh. And what, what made that shit funny was uh, Double D Organics. I'm sure you've known them yeah. from uh, around the community there. That little gal, uh, I forget her name, but she makes some fucking amazing edibles. And we were like right outside of her, their booth there. And she had fucking meatballs and some other shit fucking going there fucking all day long. They were killing us, <laughs> killing us. And fucking so Smiley and his girlfriend there right before they left, they, you know, got one. And I guess on the way home, man, she's like eating that shit. Fucking that meatball fucking socked her right out. And she was out cold before they even got hold of that meatball. I was like, man, I, I don't doubt it, man. I got man, it. At that what a great last, way to get that buzz. That last event, I forget who it was. <clears throat> they were making medicated chili. And I, and I only live a oh, five-minute drive from there. And I was like, you know what? And I've been eating edibles all day. Shouldn't I literally ate that chili and was like, 
by the time we left there, I didn't drive, got here. I was like comatose there. Everybody's like, just came over to hang out. You know, it's still somewhat early. They're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm glad to go to sleep, guys. I ate that chili. Then come to find out the chili, they they made this batch for someone and they didn't pick it up. So my just my bowl of chili was like 250 milligrams. That put me way over the edge. But yeah, free event. Cloud cultivation, you can't can't be beat. You gotta give Buddy a lot of credit, man. He did, man. He that's that is a fun time, man. You know, one uh, one another thing I had I had fucking medicated tacos that day, but oh. one of the other things I thought was like for me dangerous because like like dangerous this is how dangerous that shit is with me i stopped today on the way home you i seen you i'm I was driving today you know like shit i'm not supposed to be doing like check my phone to see right. if my guess is you know in check and i see you like 10 48 i'm ready what's the link i'm like dude i'm on the highway still man. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to fucking throwing down i stopped getting this is dinner Volcano oh, yeah. fucking jerky. Volcano, yeah, yeah. man. I love that hot shit. But I that day at Clio, man, there was a cat there that had some fucking, oh, fucking it was uh, salsa, medicated salsa. And oh. he's like, oh, yeah, you can only have a couple of chips at a time. I'm like, dude, I would be fucking tanked. I would eat that whole fucking jar in one sitting. That shit's dangerous, yeah. man. <laughs> I re- I don't I remember that because I was like I said the same thing about that I'm like I tend I'm like man I could got me a bag of chips and this sauce I'm gonna eat this whole thing and you don't think of it because it people know how to make edibles that are properly dosed and you don't taste it like back in the day you could taste everything that's why back in the day I didn't want I didn't, like oh now I don't want you it's too overpowering now you were like. They can make you a cake and you ain't even tasting it. I definitely, definitely love my edibles. And that's the one thing I like about them events, man. It's like, oh, I start, like I said, I stock up and then it's it's a beautiful ride for as many days as I can stock up, to be honest with you. Because it's that first night, you know, I overindulge. It's a good ride. Second day is that fucking edible hangover, which is awesome. You know what I mean? What's the drop side effect to that? Nothing. But fucking... Right. So you go in the second day, and you're kind of just zoned, and you know, fucking... It's an awesome day. Third day on edibles is like you fucking have just came out of, like, some kind of body recovery and shit. <laughs> Joints are fucking well lubed up, man. You're fucking ready to wrestle the kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking day three of the edibles is fucking all right. And if you keep going, man, you can maintain a nice limber yeah. fucking, you know, existence. But for me, I can't keep, I can't, I don't buy that far ahead. So, and I'm too far away. I'm, I'm fucking two and a half hours up north. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So, it's it's little rides for me. But when I'm down there and I can grab my stock up on that shit. Yeah, I tr- <clears throat> I'll get uh, gummies that are like 100 milligrams and I'll cut them up into four pieces and <clears throat> just eat them throughout the day, you know. 100 milligrams throughout the day, that's perfect for me. 25 milligrams at a time. I'm just, you know, barely feeling it. it gets my body where, you know, yep feel better 
you know, a few hours later, oh, I can eat another one. So what would be uh, your favorite ingestion method, you know, as far as, you know, as a medical, as far as, you know, the medical aspect of it? Would you say edibles, you know, quick dabs, you know, oh, maybe just walking, enjoying a nice Friday? I I do it all. I mean, my my routine, like when I get up in the morning after I, you know, get up, bread, dress, shower, I don't. People think you get right up in the morning and smoke. No, I don't. I get up, and if I got to do something, you know, I take my shower, do what I got to do, get dressed, then I'll smoke. But the first thing, I'll get a dab, you know, get me going in the morning. Then I'll, you know, roll the backwood. And if I got an edible, you know, I'll eat a little edible. But, you know, if I could just eat edibles all day, you know, and not gain a ton of weight, I'd eat edibles. You know, if I could drink it in a a Kool-Aid or a tea and have, you know, I mean, really you can medicate anything. So I could have medicated tacos, medicated salsa. I, you know, but I, I feel I would overindulge and just eating that. Well, I'd be like, Oh, that's all I'm doing. Well, cause I'd be in between the meals trying to snack on something and, so best for me is I, you know, I do a little of everything just to keep me balanced, you know. And I, I smoke a lot between the people that I hang out with, you know, and me and my girlfriend. We do. I mean, we smoke a lot. I mean, probably smoke more than no, I. Do. No, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it as long as you can afford it. Which you know, I'm fortunate enough that I can afford to do what I do and. Wish everybody was could do it, you know, have the access and be able to smoke and eat edibles when they want. I mean, I shouldn't say when I want, or you know, within moderation. You know, I got to just can't go out and spend all my money on it. You know, you got to be smart about it. You know, you gotta you gotta buy what you can, save what you can, and unfortunately you know it's this covid time this has been a little bit rough but when you know yeah. for me and what i do this is so they were like basically you know stay home and smoke weed and i was like i'm good okay. for it up at home i'm you know I'm, how long i'm, I'm kind of all right. I couldn't think of a better place to be trapped up and locked up is sitting right here in this room. You know, I was like, this is cool. I, right. <laughs> I can, I can maintain, I can maintain. So I, you know, and that was another thing that was awesome to see out of that. Did you ever in your, your, all your days think, you know, from, you know, you'll never amount to nothing from for cannabis. Potheads are lazy. To you're essential. Everybody should be smoking this. Did you ever <laughs> think that day would fucking come? Because I didn't. No. Yeah, I've. That's the big like when they said you know that all oh, this shut lockdown last year, but dispensaries and that stuff were essential. I was like. Did the, to the Michigan government just say that smoking weed is essential? Because that's what it meant to me. If dispensary workers were essential, that it was essential that everybody should be smoking weed. But 
no, not everybody took it that way. <laughs> they should have. Government said it. That's an essential worker. That means it's essential that you go in there and buy that and smoke it because they have to be there. It's crazy. Never why my day. Why isn't somebody fucking making that t-shirt with that big old pop leaf with like that banner through it that says essential? You know what I mean? Everybody needs to be supporting that. That's sure. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody make them shirts. I buy one. I wear the shit out of it. That's look. That's one another thing that I miss about big cannabis event, uh, cannabis events, is the free gear too. I'm mean, like, I'd leave it. With, you know, seven to ten shirts from different companies. You don't have to buy clothes. You get free shirts. I miss that. And you're supporting your buddies. Yeah. Right. You, you know, I, I'd love that shit too. I, you know, if people give me stuff, is great. I usually am like, I'll still buy stuff from you because I'd rather, oh, you gave me a shirt. Okay. I'm going to buy something from you. Sure. Because I'm going to support you. That's like when I, you know, support people. You know, this person is get the t shirts they give away aren't free, you know. So if you got it, you know, they gave you something free, go and spend. If you got a little money, go spend it with them. Let them make their money back on that shirt that they just gave you. Or a portion of their money back that they just get, you know, on that free shirt. You know, uh, I, I agree. You know, I do the same thing because I, I'm there. You know what I mean? I actually fucking buying the slabs and shit like that. So when I go to events and shit like that, you know, I love I, I love slaps. I actually go from booth to booth to booth. I'm probably I've slapped I've grabbed slaps for you. <laughs> I've grabbed slaps from your table, brother. I've got I know somewhere on this hood. I bet if I walk down this hood, I know I got one of your slaps somewhere on my hood. I know I do. Speaking I know of I do. That's slaps. right down there, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's on hood number four. Number four. I had, uh, but um, so I don't even pull them things be- unless I have I have intentions on supporting it or putting it up because I know them things are like fucking twenty cents a piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. They cost, you know. So I don't pull one unless I plan on supporting that shit. The the best place that I've seen, I mean, I've I've seen my slaps everywhere. Yesterday. I got a picture sent to me from a realtor that was showing a house and on the door, their side door going into the house on the door, on the window was my slap. <laughs> he took a picture that he's like, look, he's like, I don't know who lives here or lives here. He said, obviously they know you. <laughs> I was like, well, good for them. I was like, I like to see that. I like to see you sure. get get people i get uh, people slaps i always keep you know keep some for me but i always get if i get extras i always put them in a bag and then when i do a giveaway i give them away so other people can get them like hey who's this go check them out it's uh and you never know where you where you give slaps to where they're gonna end up at they they end up in some strange places They do, they do. Shit, man, I've sent them all over. I've sent them all over since I've started this thing, man. I've sl- sent slaps 
and allegedly seeds. <laughs> allegedly. They're novelty. Who's to say if that's true? It's Who's novelty. to say if that's true or not? To like Australia, Germany, the UK, everywhere, man, I've seen them fuckers pop up. And it's like, what I can't, you know, it makes me smile every time I see one pop up. Like, it's like, oh shit, all the way over there. It's fucking badass. People would. I, I like that when people tag me like look at that. you're you know even if it's in Michigan or someplace I <clears throat> I was in Florida oh it's been two years ago we we're walking out of this place and I going walking through the parking lot and I walked by this truck I stopped I was like my sticker is on this truck and so I was like maybe somebody from Michigan walk around it was a Florida license plate I stuck around trying to see because it was at a restaurant. Hopefully, people would come out. The people never come out. I was like, well, hell, we in Orlando, Florida. Somebody got my sticker. That's amazing. I'm actually, I, I, I almost want to fucking take the picture because I know that motherfucker's up there. And I don't want you to think I'm just bullshitting you. Because I know I'm absolutely a hundred. I'm 110% that I know I've got one of your slabs up there. 110% positive. 110%, bro. I got to get some more slaps made. Start shipping them out again. Man, people love slaps. I love slaps, man. And it's a great way to fucking remember some of the people that you meet along these. When we talk about these events and meeting cool motherfuckers. It's nice to walk away with that slap to go, man, that was a cool-ass dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a slap. I mean, yeah. I, I've i been into slaps before the cannabis community, like when I had my tattoo shop. Tattoo artists make get slaps done. You go to a tattoo convention. I'm like, I got a somewhere in my house, I don't know where it's at, I have a trash can that I was bored and had a hundreds of slap you know slaps i slapped the whole trash can with nothing but tattoo slaps and then cannabis slaps i mean the whole thing i don't know where it's at i don't use it anymore it's just kind of like an art piece <laughs> looks cool that's right that i forgot that uh you and you i actually know your brother too i forgot that i actually know your brother too uh, he used to work with uh, Chris up there in Snake and Dagger. That's another. I've that's the way the first place I met you actually was. Uh, I was getting some ink done that day. I believe it was the the Hear No Evil, See No Evil, uh, Black and uh, Gray, uh, True Gray. Chris always used True Gray. Yeah, on my leg. Uh, I think I remember about that. that. I think yeah. I remember it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah fuck it. I love tattoos are awesome, man. They fucking I'm terribly addicted to terribly addicted to man. Thank God, thank God, tattoo guys love cannabis. That's all I can say. Yeah, yeah. I've got Chris only tattooed me one time, and I. It's not. I mean, it. If you look at it, it looks finished. But like Chris is like, hey, I need four more hours in that so we can finish it off. I'm like, oh, I'm good, Chris. Back of my calf, six hours was more than enough. But whenever yeah, he next time he comes, he comes back to Michigan, I might 20, have to finish it up. 
He got 20 hours on my uh, on my ribs. Uh, he, I got a, a fucking demon that goes from like my armpit almost to my waist, a, a red demon. And that fucker, I've got some time on that. We actually have did two full. We did it once on his birthday. This is this. You may think this is funny. You may not think this is funny because you know Chris. <laughs> I can't fucking. I I was down there and I was getting a lot of work from him done, and then uh, I had to fucking. I moved up north, and. I was still coming down for sittings to see him. And he, uh, I book appointment to get the demon done on my side. And he, two and a half hour drive, brother, two and a half hour drive. I waited at the shop for about an hour and a half, which is pretty much tattoo standard. I'm, I'm starting to think that's tattoo standard. You know what I yeah. mean? You can make a five o'clock appointment, but you, you're probably you're realistically not, you're not a couple cigarettes, a couple cigarettes, a meal. If you're treating your tattoo guy right, you might slide him a fucking sandwich and you know whatever for your next sesh. <laughs> Treat him good because you want you don't want him to be you know jumping up and feel rushed through the tattoo. Right. So treat him good. So I you know wait. Then he shows up. And it's his birthday. And I'm like, he wants to like lay down like 30 minutes of like ink. And I'm like, man, come on, brother. You knew it was your fucking birthday <laughs> before you made me drive two and a half down here. Right. Sit at your shop for an hour waiting for you. You could have, you knew it was your birthday, brother. Come on, let's lay some ink. So he actually fucking laid down a good portion of the fucking piece. I mean, six hours. Six hours at least on the ribs that night. And then fucking, oh man, come on back. I'll take care of you. Fucking, we'll, we'll do it again. I came back down and we did a fucking another eight to ten hours on that fucking side, which, which was another learning lesson for me because ribs are bad enough. Ribs are bad enough. But when your artist talks you in, he talked me in fucking taking a break and we went down to the point. <laughs> got a meal, couple beers, fucking nice fucking break in between, probably about an hour, just enough to let that adrenaline fade. Yeah. And then we went back in and did another couple of hours and oh, it was fucking brutal after that break, man. It was so I can only imagine. I don't have anything on my ribs. I don't want anything at this time because it's <laughs> everybody says it hurts. Look, I have one on my stomach that started, and now I know why my tattoo artists don't have tattoos on their stomach because they hurt. I'm like, I started this six years ago and it ain't finished, and I probably won't ever be finished. <laughs> hurts that bad. The last session, I'm a freak I, like that, though. I used I, to be, and then all of a sudden, my something like my body just don't like it no more. Like I could sit oh, for hours before, and then all of a sudden, like the last time I got tattooed, I was like literally, well, not the last time, the second to the last time, I was like, man, this is really hurting. It ain't never hurt like this before. 
in the last session, I was like 30 minutes. I was like, you know what? Stop. I'm done. I can't do it. They're like, at doing this, that 30 minutes of time, I'm like, we ain't, I ain't coming back. It's going to be like this. People are like, oh, so buy that. So you can relate to this. Maybe you can relate to this. Maybe this is the link. Let me see. Because I know a lot of tattoo people. You know what I mean? A lot of tattooed people as well. And a lot of it is therapy, man. You know, we're all fucking misfits in a lot of fucking ways, man. We've all got some trying times. And a lot of times, man, when I find myself in that seat, man... I'm usually in a fucked up place. I'm not afraid to say that, man. Usually yeah. a lot of times I go for fun. I got a lot of tattoos I've had for fun. But a lot of them, man, I've just been in a fucked up place. And, you know, I needed that's That's been the vent, the outlet. You know what I mean? You yeah. stare at that point on the wall. You have a little conversation with your guy. But, man, it's just that release, man. You let it all out through the ink. You have the fucking ink to remember that whatever if you want to fucking remember it but you've let you you've closed it you've, you've had your closure you know what i mean with the healing of that ink you've had your closure with that fucking problem so maybe with that being said uh maybe you just it wasn't your body change maybe you maybe your life changed you've just been you know in a better spot you don't need that yeah. outlet, you know what i mean that yeah very well could be i never thought of it that way because, I mean, well, it makes sense because my body changed after I quit all the pharmaceuticals, strictly cannabis. That's when, you know, my body was like, I oh, you don't like this anymore. Because I, I, like you said, I get some tattoos just because I, I need to feel something other than what I'm feeling in my head. Sit there and just, you know blackout concentrate on something not really having the having a conversation with your tattoo artist but not really you know he's in his groove and you're just that small talk that you can be like yes or no or shake the head but you know once i got to that point where it was strictly cannabis it's like my body changed and maybe that's it i don't i don't need that the pain, you know, or whatever I was getting from the tattoo, you know, that release, I, my body doesn't need it anymore. Well, if that's, if that's the I case, I don't need it anymore. I don't need to get tattooed anymore because I don't want to sit through that. I mean, tattoos hurt. Don't get me wrong. They've always hurt, but they got to be where they like, it was like, now nope, I don't want to do this no more. I'm not, can't even, you know, bear through the pain to get it done. I'm like, nope, I don't want it. So I'm done. But makes I can make the correlation between the two. Now you got me thinking, I'm be like, man, really I'm be in my head now thinking about this. Like, man. Cause it's true. It's true though, man. I've said that a lot, man. I've I jokingly say, man, I don't want to I I have, you know, a call, my, I got a guy up here now. I gave Chris shout out, Snake and Dagger. I might as well get fucking Pat Dark Horse Tattoo up here, shout out. You know, I jokingly say behind his back, once or twice I've said this to him, you know, but, you know, I, I don't, you know, 
I don't like to talk about the, the therapy part of it, man. If you knew how much fucking actually therapy on top of the beautiful ink that I'm taking away, you know, fuck, yeah. I'd have to pay him extra. <laughs> yeah, you would. I mean, yeah, you'd have to pay him. Oh, yep. I need that extra cash because the therapy session we just went through. He was here six hours. I need an extra $600. <laughs> That's $100 hour th- therapy session on top of the tattoo. For sure, Brad. You know, I'm grateful for a lot of uh, awesome ink, and that's the way I've used a lot of it. I appreciate the ink, but man, it's a lot of therapy and fucking. But man, I tell you this much. I tell you this much. Even I can say this much is true. I've met some of the coolest motherfuckers hanging out in the tattoo shop. To be honest oh, with yeah. you, all walks of life, man. Some cool motherfucking people got ink, man. It, it, it's yeah. cool places to. They should be coffee shops. I jokingly tell that with my current guy. I'm like, dude, you need to incorporate like a coffee shop in this because people like to fucking hang out there anyway. Why not yeah, sit it, with a fucking cup of coffee and talk shit with the fucking people in the lobby there? I also like uh, a long time ago, last time me and Chris went to uh, Las Vegas. I mean, he owned Snake and Dagger. We're in Las Vegas hanging out at a fucking tattoo shop. I'm like, what the fuck are we... Are we- because we enjoyed it. And it's different people from, you know, a different city. But we're in fucking tattoo shop in Las Vegas. And still when I go on vacations, I hit, there's a tattoo shop. I'm going to hit it up just to check it out, check out their vibe. I might get something small. Maybe not now that my body doesn't like to, but probably still would. I don't know if I go back to Vegas anytime soon. I'll get another tattoo out there. You know, when you go to Vegas, you know. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Now I got a bad tattoo in Vegas because of Chris. <laughs> That's shouldn't, funny, I shouldn't say it's a bad tattoo. I I was that's when I still drank and was on all my medication, all stuff. So I shouldn't. Have, I was too drunk to get a tattoo. I literally remember them starting the tattoo. And finishing it, well, that and that tattoo shop was open twenty four hours. I got it at six o'clock in the morning. At seven o'clock in the morning, was in the hotel pool, drinking, soaking this brand new tattoo that I just got an hour earlier. So the chlorine and all that water didn't help it much. Me and Chris got the same tattoos out there. <laughs> exact same tattoo. Oh man, never again. Actually, find there's like two cl- two types of people that had tattoos. To be honest with you, there's the collector that gets one with their travels from place to place to kind of commemorate, you know, their travels a little bit. And then there's the fucking people that ink up through the like therapy connection. I think yeah. they're the you know two good types of ink people right there. Yeah. Get them nice. people, them collectors. They get every little beach town they go to or big city. They got to get that tattoo in there, which is cool. You know, it tells their story. But then you, some of them people, I know a few people that get, they just go and get tattoos and they're just like hodgepodge. And I'm like, man, what are you gonna do? I'm like none of that shit goes together. It has no meaning. 
you thought it was cool at the time. I mean, I got some tattoos that I thought were cool at the time. And now I'm like, eh, I don't know why I got it, but I did. <laughs> I'll show you the line. I talk about this with a few motherfuckers on this show. I had some cool people, and I've talked about. Uh, I've actually talked to a few people at Snake and Dagger and a few other tattoo shops about this in particular tat. I have one right, the same one that you outgrow, and you're like, and this, you know, I have some pretty decent ink. I think most of it is on my lower half. I'm fucking tatted all the way to my my toenails, and fucking a lot of it, the better stuffs out there. But this, this was the first motherfucker right there. Oh, Buster Bunny. That fucker is time fucking stamped. You know what I mean? And that's the one when I'm like walking through a crowd and I always get that one guy. I like all, all of them. You talk about the hodgepods. This one was cool. Fucking whatever. That's the one I like fucking a crowd and shit. Everybody's like, hey, nice Buster Bunny, man. It's like, oh, man, come on, man. Out of everything, that one. Uh, everything. <laughs> Uh, I <laughs> I have one tattoo, and it's a it's a good tattoo. It's not. It's just I I don't know why. Because I, I was at a tattoo shop, and the tattoo artist was like, "Let me tattoo this on you." Well, I got it. It's not a bad tattoo. A few years later, we're at the Detroit Tattoo Convention. You know, because you go to tattoo convention, you got to show off your tattoo. So I'm wearing shorts because it's on my leg. You know, famous tattoo artist was like, from across the room, it's like, hey, yells at another famous tattoo artist. Didn't you do a cover up of that tattoo on your tattoo show, Big Gus? Big Gus was like, come here. He was like, let me look at that. He was like, you know, I just did a cover-up of that on my show. I was like, yeah, I know. Now, I don't know why I got this. He was like, but damn, yours was pretty good. He's like, I covered up for $5,000 for you. I was like, yeah, it'll stay there forever for that price because I ain't getting covered up for that price. It'll be there. It was free. Keep it. Some of them fuckers keep you right, though. You look at them, guy. Yeah, that's a lesson. That was a lesson. <laughs> that was a lesson right there. I'll never do that shit again. Yeah, but I mean, at the time, they're yeah, they had meaning at the time. You might, you know, I only have. I mean, I have a lot of tattoos. I have one. Shouldn't say one cover. I have a, a tattoo that I got. My very first tattoo that I ever got. A woman's name, my first wife's name. Um, I got that, and then I got it covered up with the Tasmanian devil. And I was like, I don't like that either. And then I got it covered up with a nautical star, another tattoo that, like, why did I get it covered with a nautical star? I don't know. But yeah, that's another. Everybody's Is this got that. Not true star. as far as tattoo goes with the names. And then again, I'm not a tattoo artist on this. And this is just. An observation from somebody that again hangs out in a lot of tattoo shops and knows fucking a lot of tattoo people is not the name. Shouldn't when you get a name of like a lover, you know what I mean? Wife at the time, 
from what I've seen of them tattoos, you might as well give them folks a fucking hourglass with it, with, with, with the tape in that motherfucker. You're like, all right, you're going to have that forever and your relationship's going to last that long. Enjoy. Have a good day. Yeah. Wash that and fucking put some cream on that shit because it's going to be there forever. I don't like that relationship. Yeah. I, <laughs> I tell people, don't get nobody, man or woman's name tattooed on you. It ain't, it's a curse. It's a curse. <laughs> It's a curse. Only memorable. A memorable tattoo. Like a loved one or someone that's passed. Yeah. Like I have that's... my kids' names tattooed on me. Uh, my grandmother's initials. You know, stuff like that. I mean, but yeah, not I'm just the, I don't know anybody that's got their significant other tattooed on them that has stayed together. It's a bad omen, I feel. Well, I feel it's a bad omen. I shouldn't say, I mean, like if like if your significant other has a nickname, getting the nickname isn't bad because it's not the real name. But I don't I don't feel that's a curse. But the real name, that's a curse. Yeah. As soon as you do that, bang. See my first my first <laughs> wife, she was like, Go get that covered up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that should have told me right then. She wants me to get covered up. So uh, let me ask you this. If there was somebody out there right now, right now, that is struggling with PTSD and was considering cannabis, what would you say, my friend? What would you say that would be the, you know, the advice would you give to them? Um, because, I mean, I didn't, when I started, really using cannabis for my PTSD. I didn't have anybody to guide me per se, I guess. Um, but I would tell them, I'm like, cause it took me a while to find out what strains did what to me. You know, it was a trial and error. Now I can, you know, which everybody's body's different. I can only tell them what, like for me, I like Indica's or a hybrid, you know, Indica dominant because sativa just gets not so much anxiety, but gets my heart racing. Like, yeah, I don't like this. You know, I don't want my heart racing, all that stuff. But to do, do some research before they jump head first into it, because it might not be right for them. It might, I know a veteran that we, I tried to get to use cannabis. Um, it just had the opposite effect for him. It, it made him paranoid. I mean, literally, no matter what we tried, an edible or doing a dab, it just, he was paranoid. Couldn't overcome. I was like, you know, I, like I tried to explain him to him. I'm like, it's just like any other medicine. You got to, you know, get a little into your system so your body knows, but it just, nothing worked. It was always, you know, got paranoid. And so I, People, they have to, before you jump in, do your research. I mean, and when you get meds, not get them from somebody that cares, not just some bull crap. And I'm, I'm not knocking dispensaries at all, but you can't go in, and I've done this just to prove the point. 
you can't go into a dispensary and and expect a bud tender in there to be able to help you if they don't know what strains do what themselves. They can't help you. You got to find somebody that's knowledgeable or has some knowledge of cannabis to help you. You know, and like I said, it's not knocking dispensaries, but some of the bud tenders aren't the brightest. You know, you ask them a question. Look, Leafly, all in places will give these bud tenders. If you got a strain, Google it. Read what it does, what it helps with. I mean, Leafly, all of them tell you this is what the strain's good for, pain or anxiety. It's just research, education. That's the best thing I can that I could tell them. I can guide them, but they have to get educated and figure out what's gonna work for them. And this for PTSD and I mean, cannabis is my go-to thing, but I also do therapy and therapy, whether people like it or not, you do need some type of therapy to get that, uh, that helps the cannabis, you know, cannabis only works so much. You got to be able to talk and express what's going on in your head to get that out there. So it's not stuck in your head any longer. That's a lot of things, too, that, you know, people do get twisted. That's the worst thing about the PTSD is fucking getting twisted up. You know, I kind of stopped at, you know, my daughter's story there, but I I didn't, you know, fast forward to me. You know, after she had it, I had a fucking uh, bout with it about a year and a half later, man, for uh, energy drinks. I never realized the connection. Until uh, I was doing, again, the, the MBS show there. And I was talking with Red Sutter Farms one night after the show. And he uh, actually deals with a lot of anxiety and shit. And uh, he told me he was drinking tons of fucking... What led up to his was energy drinks. He was yeah. using energy drinks. And he said, man, that shit... You know, fuck me up. I still got an anxiety. And at that point, I was I was on that road. I was fucking on that road. It was like, again, I said this night the other day, man, fate. And everybody kind of laughed. You know what I mean? Ain't no fucking thing is fate. But it was, I think, again, I think it was a little bit of fate there, man, that he had gone through that shit. I was going through it, and I was fucking peaky with anxiety. <laughs> when I heard that shit, man. You know what I mean? And hearing his story, man, I fucking axed that energy drink shit out and it helped me fucking, you know, maintain. But, man, I sure fuck got a good taste of some anxiety, a taste of that shit. And that was, you know, watch my daughter going through it. But when I started getting twisted up with that shit, man, I realized how bad it could fucking be. And that's a tough place. When I had my first full-on anxiety attack i didn't know i was having it i was like literally i thought i was having a heart attack so much that i drove myself i was like look i'm people are thinking i'm crazy i drove myself to the hospital walked myself into the emergency room i said look i think i'm having a heart attack and of course you know when you say heart attack they move a little quicker and i took my blood pressure it was like 190 over 100 
got me back in there, hooked me up to this IV, which gives you this, uh, the nitro. It's got nitroglycerin in it. Gives you a super headache. And all that come out, find out I had an anxiety attack. And they're like, yeah, you just had an anxiety attack. Well, this is not fun. And I'm not taking these drugs no more that, that you keep prescribing me. I'm just going to smoke and not have the anxiety. I still have anxiety. And because I drink energy drinks, I drink at least two a day. And I drink Coca-Cola on top of that. Those are my only bad vices. But if I could cut out the two energy drinks a day, I know what little anxiety I'd have would be cut in half once again. It's just the, the military gives that shit to you. <laughs> you know, when you're overseas and you just pound that stuff. And so I still drink two a day. I know it's terrible, but I just love it. You know, I actually would, again, when I was going through that shit, man, actually fucking a couple of things I see looking, looking back that I was a little disgusted on my habit was fucking, uh, fucking that shit. I think it was working on me like Ritalin, to be honest with you. It was burning up the natural energy I had. So that first one, you know, and I was like trying for the energy, fucking that fucker just bloop took out all my natural energy and I needed the second one to kind of go replace the energy I burnt up with the first one. So actually when I noticed when I cut them that shit out, I noticed my natural energy kind of fucking come back. Okay. And, but with the fucking the sick thing, I, I, I never really seen this. Again, it was a weird instance how shit played out. Was I went to fucking? I got stuck taking back bottles. I used to give that shit to kids. You want that fucking money? Take them bottles. Boom! There's fucking twenty bucks right there. Take this shit back. It's yours. Congratulations. And I got stuck taking it back, and um, so I'm fucking taking back bottles, and it wouldn't take back my fucking energy drink hand. And being the cheap motherfucker I am, I'm like. I paid 10 cents for these motherfuckers. I bought these bitches here. They're taking these motherfuckers back. And so I'm like right over my shoulder and I'm taking these fuckers right to customer service. I'm getting my shit out of this, to be honest with you. And I, these are things I'm saying aloud in there. So, you know, I'm throwing them over my shoulder and I'm like, fuck this. I'm going up there. And as I turn around, I'm, you know, cashed in a couple bags of bottles. I look behind me and I've got a fucking half a fucking grocery cart of fucking cans. And you know what I mean? I and that what right that in itself was like, ugh, my gut instantly hurt because I knew that was a one month supply of fucking bottles. You know what I mean? And it's February, it's a short month. And so I'm like, ugh, my stomach is already turning. And I fucking put take the bottles up there, and I'm like, yeah, you damn machine won't take these. Same spiel. You're by law fucking, you know, supposed to take these bitches back because I know that shit. Here. They're like, all right, I'll take them back, but you got to count them out. They kind of push over their little fucking container. There you go. And I'm like, all right, I'll play your game. So I fucking count them out, and there's fucking 65 energy drink cans in there from February. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's a sickening number for 28 days. You know what I'm saying? I knew by that. I was like, 
at that point I'm like, this this can't be good for me. And that was a one that was right around the time I got to talk to Red about the you know the correlation with the anxiety. And you know, I I I had to talk with that cat about that shit. I never fucking I've never had one since that revelation. And I swear to you, my energy level went back up and my anxiety I ain't gonna say is down. I don't think that's a bugaboo that fucking will ever be undone from the damage from the energy drinks. Right. But fucking, you know, it's definitely farther, far and few in between. And, you know, about the heart attack thing, don't feel bad, buddy, because uh, I don't check out too many times on this show. But, man, fucking, I, this last week, I fucking did the same thing, man. Fucking just turned 49 in February. The last thing you want to think about is fucking heart attack and shit. And fucking, man, I was so fucking just crazy like, man. Life can fucking, you never know. That's what, this is what I learned about that since then. Because I was fucking working, fucking working, working, doing the show. You know, I was fucking just burning the candle at both ends. You know, short myself on fucking food, you know, fucking everything, bare minimum, just fucking blind fucking fury. And then fucking life happened. Life fucking happened. And I fucking wasn't in the physical shape because fucking I ain't had the fucking proper sleep. Wasn't in the mental fucking place because I wasn't eating fucking right. And fucking life fucking just grabbed me and fucking sucker punched me, man. To be honest with you, it was a one, two, three, perfect storm of fucking just bullshit. And that anxiety had me fucked up, man. For like three, four days, I went through a fucking just metal fucking just craziness. And man, that anxiety had me fucking so twisted. I thought I was having a fucking heart attack and ended up, my daughter ended up fucking talking me into fucking... You need to go, man. We're worried about you, man. I went in, same shit, man. I thought I was having a heart attack. They hooked me up to that machine. Crazy numbers. Nah, dude, you need to fucking stop and stress the fuck out, man. You know, at that point, when you're fucking that wired up and you're fucking, that's that's a revelation, man. And when I fucking drove home that fucking night that day, man, I I re fucking considered everything. I laid things out and, you know, I'm like, these are projects I'm working this, you know what I mean? This, this, and this, these are fucking the rest of this bullshit. Fuck this shit. You know what I mean? X, 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 fuck that shit. This is, you know, that's unneeded stress. This, this, this brings me happy. I'm all in on these fucking things. You know what I mean? And it took that that moment, but fucking, I've been there, man. That's fucking, that's that's a crazy moment in life, man. It's we're both young for that shit. You know what I mean? Fuck we're yeah. both too young to be thinking fucking that kind of way. But it was good to hear, though. They were like, man, basically, you're low risk. You're fucking, you're just stressed the fuck out, man. Go yeah. home, get some rest, get some fucking eat, stop thinking about shit. You know what I mean? And it, but that was a relief, but it's scary, scary nonetheless, man. So yeah. yeah, that shit, anxiety, PTSD, that shit's no fucking joke, man. And it's good to I know that there's people like yourself that you know help, they you know tell people there's other ways to deal with shit. You know, fucking, I end every show 
with fucking rant, you know, do something nice for somebody. A lot of, you know, positive shit that I hear yourself and others treat. Random acts of kindness do save lives, man. And it does, man. That's It's little things on top of cannabis, man. Hey, brother, you okay? You want to fucking smoke? You know what I mean? It's a little things that would go so far, man. So far, this fucking fucked up. Yes, it does. Well, hey, I got my other phone is going off. Somebody needs me to pick them up at 5 o'clock in the morning, so I'm going to have to get off here. Hey, oh. man. No, no, I understand. I and mean, thank you, man. I am trying, like I said, off camera. I've been trying to get you on, and it's just because we'll, I got a lot of respect for what you we'll do. We'll definitely bro. have to do it again. This is actually a veteran that he's, we got him staying in a, uh, a hotel right now, and he just needs a ride to start his new job. So I'm going to get him the first day to his new job, and uh, hopefully we can, well, he will get himself out of the hotel here shortly. Yeah. yeah. Well, before you go, I got a couple of things I, okay. I would like to one tell you. And uh, the other is basically I want to ask of you. <laughs> so first things first, I want to tell you how the thing, how things work around here is basically I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the show or not. And then if you haven't, it makes you even a motherfucker that you just volunteered to do it. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, way things work around here is I, I try to, you know, spotlight some people that, are, you know, I think that are doing some cool shit in the cannabis industry and get to know a little bit more about them. So it's easier for people to, you know, support the people they see. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's easier to sit in a session and go, man, that dude's fucking cool. I can I can follow along with what he's saying and doing. That's right. a lot of what this show's about. Then a lot of times, like I told you, this show goes from 11.30 to 4.20. It doesn't always go that long. But what happens next is I'll pick up with what I call the wormhole. The wormhole is how the wormhole works is it's, it's basically a fucking filler for past my, you know, it helped me get through the rest of the night. And it's for nights when I don't have a guest, there's wormholes. Monday nights, you can bank on as a wormhole. So what the wormhole is, is a free invitation. You have this Zoom link. You know, since you've done the spotlight, you are an open invitation to any wormhole. Any wormhole. You fucking want to fucking, you're up in the middle of the night, you can't fucking sleep. You want to fucking hang out, talk cannabis with who is ever on, or you just want to pop on and fucking just smoke. You know what I mean? You fucking hang out, can't sleep, whatever. That's what this fucking community is for. Oh, so yeah. keep that fucking Zoom number. It's always an open door. You don't need no invitation. You just want to fucking hang out. It's on always, you know, everybody's, I've never turned anybody away. It's an open door. You know, and that's what makes this community really cool. So please, any wormhole that you see, the, if you look back at the episodes and see the multi-panels, it's all past guests. You yeah. had to do this to get to there. So you have an open invitation. Please take me up on that shit. I, man. It's I will. Cool definitely. And to get to know people like you and hang out. So the other thing I'd like to get from you, and this is the get from you type thing, is, man... I'm looking for uh, 
this is the only part of the show that you know it, it's all recorded and you know it stays on youtube and it goes out on podcast form too this will be out on spotify itunes all that good shit you know tomorrow so uh basically what i'm looking to this is the only part that i record record as like a commercial and that's what i'm kind of looking for is like you kind of a commercial soundbite for your episode Basically, if you fucking listen to rock and roll, you would kind of know it as like the old school radio. Hey, this is Pantera and I'm on fucking G-Rock or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but this is what I'm looking for you. You know, hey, this is, you know, THC for PTSD and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle episode 355. You can, put, you know, check me out wherever, support this whatever but basically this is your sound bite your commercial for your episode that people can follow it you know anytime you're ready i'm recording i would uh, greatly appreciate it this is tac for ptsd i'm here with uh talking shit with the eagle what episode are we, did you just say i forgot 355 355 guys better watch this episode it's a good one it was a good one man Thank you so much. One last time before you go, anybody you want to shout out, please put your Instagram on that. And thank you again, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. You know, thank you. And hopefully you, we will see more of you very soon on, you know, in one of the wormholes. Hopefully it sounds like I'm going to see you at some of these events very soon, which I think is fucking awesome. And other than that, man, thank you. Go fucking get some rest to help out one of them vets. And thank you, man. I'm going to go ahead and close this out and have a great All night, right. man. You too. You have a great night, too. And thank you once again. Have a good one, man. You too. You guys that are watching, all eight of you, cur- 80 of you currently watching, thank you for watching this and following along tonight. It's been a lot of fun getting to know uh, Todd THC for PTSD, a cool gentleman. Uh, hopefully, you give him a follow on Instagram and uh, check him out at one of these events. Uh, very cool gentleman. Shake his hand. Uh, awesome. So you guys basically know the rules. It's 134 now. Just give me a few minutes to, you know, stretch out, get a drink, all that good stuff. Get ready for the wormhole. Again, thank you very much for hanging out. Uh, THC for PTSD for uh, kicking off tonight and having a great conversation. Uh, always proud of the people here in Michigan that uh, do what they do. So with that being said, thank you guys. You know the deal. Please do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. Man, they come in such weird ways. Hello, how you doing? You ready for the smoke? Can I get that door? Are you okay? We all need a fucking hand at some point. You'd be fucking alive if you didn't say so. So don't be scared. Be free with that love, that fucking helping hand. And I will see you guys in a minute in the wormhole. Thank you guys very much.